Welcome to Solo Segment Search Chat. I'm Tim Peter. In this episode of Solo Segment Search Chat, Solo Segment CEO Steve Zinker and I take a look at how MarTech is failing today's B2B marketers. We look at the ways that B2B marketers can use technology to their advantage while also combining it with other tools in their toolkit to create greater experiences and drive more business. All that and more on this episode of Solo Segment Search Chat, coming at you right about now. Well, hi, Steve. How are you? I'm uh, really well. I'm uh, not in my home office today, which is nice to be kind of out and about. Uh, but uh, I also don't have my big microphone. I kind of feel misplaced. So It's okay. You don't have your big microphone. For those who are uh, listening to this as audio as opposed to uh, seeing the video, you don't have your solo segment shirt on today. I don't. And yet, I don't. And yet, Steve, I feel like, based on our conversation leading into this, that it doesn't matter. And I'm going to bring matters. it. No, I'm going to bring it. You, know, you bet. As, as I've said for years, you know, if people are noticing my hairline, <laughs> whatever I'm saying is a, a real problem, right? So sure I don't thing. think anybody's going to care about the shirt or the microphone because I think what they care about is the pearls of wisdom that you are going to drop. We're going to drop them. As we go forward. So let's talk about some pearls of wisdom. You said to me something fairly provocative Right before we kick this off, you said, you know, MarTech is failing B2B website owners. Mm. And I said, wait a second, what? <laughs> Come on, man. You, get, you can't just leave that out there and, you yeah. know, let it hang. So why is B2B, why is MarTech failing B2B website owners? You get me out of the office and I'm, I'm just, I'm crazy. <laughs> so, um, so I talk to a lot of B2B marketers. And, uh, and, you know, again, they, they talk again and again about all the challenges and we're not going to talk about all the challenges today. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of challenges in getting people to the website and engaging them in journeys and ultimately getting them to do something. And when you look at the data and any B2B marketer can go to their analytic system today and look at it, look, look at the conversion rate for the visitors to your oh, website. Oh yeah, sure. And it's going to be low single digits. It might yeah. even be below one, right? Yeah. It's oh, going yeah. to be yeah. a low, low number. And, um, and that yeah, really if is... If you've got a 1% conversion rate, oh, sure. you, are, you are probably above average. Now, I'm not saying there aren't people who, are, who aren't doing 5%. I'm not saying there aren't right. people who aren't, doing seven, who aren't doing 7%. Of course there are. But if you're at 1%, you're probably about average, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to yeah. one of our clients today, and we were talking about one part of their site, and I was like, Oh, I think it's about a two to three percent according to our data, and they were like that low, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> that high <laughs> is uh, is the way you should be thinking about it." But it, and and I know to say that um, you know Martech is failing B two B website owners is fairly provocative, but mm -hmm. you know when we're laying awake at night towards the end of the year wondering if we're going to hit our numbers, oh, yeah. we're all kind of thinking about that, right? Yeah. You know, was there something different? Was that investment I made going to deliver? Like our guts tell us this, right. um, no matter how thoughtful and we were about the decision to adopt a piece of technology about, you know, the process we went through and implementing, et cetera, it just, we all struggled to kind of get the value that we wanted out of this. Yeah. And that's what I mean when I say MarTech is failing B2B website owners. And yeah. I really do think 
at its core, there is a technology problem. There is a platform problem. There is, I think, I think we're at a moment where there's an opportunity for some disruption that really kind of changes the game. And if you're wondering why, you really have to look at like the provenance of most B2B technologies. And you mean you you mean like where it comes from? Yeah, where right? it came from. Like where yeah, did right, right. where did personalization come from? Where did search come yep. from? Where did where did yep. chat come from? Right? Yeah. And if you pull those threads back to like the first time those technologies were used, they were all used in consumer contexts. Oh yeah, sure. And Absolutely. You, B2C. Yeah. Yeah, in the B2C world. And you know. There are days when I pine to be a B2C person because <laughs> the world is so clear, right? You know, a conversion is they put it in the cart and they bought something. Yeah, right, right. I yearn for that clarity in conversions, right? <laughs> uh, you know, a search is, yeah, they put a product in a cart. Like, yeah. when was there ever a B2B right. search that that happened? I mean, I guess unless you're in a transactional business, somebody like Which of Granger course, right. or Park or Hannafin or one of those big companies that actually right. has a B2B transactional business. But for most of us, it's, well, they progressed upon a journey and where'd they go and what did they do? Yeah. And so these technologies that kind of grew up in the, the B2C space, first and foremost, had kind of a lot of clarity around the conversion moment that helped us really understand the value. Yeah. But... The other place that they had a lot of clarity was in data. And that is to say, great customer experiences are fueled by personal data in the consumer world, right? That Mm -hmm. I know this is Tim. He's been to my website 14 times. He likes blue clothes versus red clothes. You know, it's just a lot of personal data that just fuels the heck out of that technology. And so when we think about the B2B provenance, where you know where all this tech got its start, where the majority of the tech that we use got its start, it got started in places where the goal was clearer and where the data uh, you know, was kind of a lot clearer. So, I mean, to put a point on that, you know, and I, I, not that you didn't have a point, you made a very clear point there, but I mean, to put a point on that specifically, you know, you're kind of saying that this wasn't built for B2B. This was built yes. for B2C and it has a lot of things associated with it that are, that are kind of inherent to B2C that yeah. may not be necessarily integrated with B2B, right? Yeah, yeah, you bet. And, you know, what's really interesting is, you know, I've seen some vendors, especially in the search space over the past six to 12 months, actually reorient their products. Um, they would, the better way to say it is they killed a couple of products, but they kind of reoriented their focus yeah. to the consumer space. So Adobe recently did this. I believe Oracle did this as well with one of yeah. their products. Yeah. They basically sunset any technology that focused on B2B use cases. And they're focusing more on uh, on the consumer ones because honestly, if it's easier to demonstrate value, it's easier to make the sale. So they're no well, dummies, right? They're going to they're gonna focus you know, their efforts on places where it's easier for them to demonstrate their value. But that kind of further leaves folks in the B2B community struggling with how do I engage and progress these journeys? And so, you know, the it's it kind of the struggle is real. And again, it's uh, <laughs> when I lie awake at night, you know, uh, you know, I'm thinking about, gee, there was this customer challenge and, you know, how do we address it? I just, I got off a call earlier today uh, talking to a client. And they were like, but how do I know that this thing led to a download the white paper, yeah, an MQL, yeah. an SQL? And I said, I can bridge some of that for you. Yep. But I mean, what you're talking about is the holy grail of B2B, right? Which right, is right. how do we attribute somebody visited the website to the cash register ring by some right. sales rep making a sale in Des Moines. 
Yeah, it's a great question. So let's so let's talk about the data challenge a bit, right? You know, when you talk about this data challenge, what what does that mean? Obviously, there's an attribution side to this, you know, but there's a bunch of pieces. You know, when you look at the data challenge, what do you mean by that? So I usually start first with like the fundamental data models. And, you know, there are three areas um, that we're increasingly focusing our technology roadmap on Mm -hmm. because we think these are really fundamentally the three areas that I think are going to be most meaningful to our client. And so before I talk about data, maybe let me talk a little bit about the solution. You know, the idea that um, website visitors, like what's the failure, right? The failure is they don't find the content that engages them in a way that they understand how the product solves their pain so that they can then you know, right. fill out the contact form and get somebody to call them. Right. So right. that's kind of the failure. Yeah, right. And one of the reasons, kind of the first data problem is there are three technologies that interact with website visitors that allow them to progress along their journey. And these mm-hmm. are really the three fundamental ones, right? Mm-hmm. The first is the search engine. Yeah. It has a library of all the content it can find on your website and it tries to match queries, you know, people's intent, people's questions with some answer and allow them to engage. Yeah. Um, the second is some flavor of personalization technology that sure. has another content repository. Sure. It's probably what's in your content management system. It might not be, it might be in a separate database, but it also contains some information about content and interests or intent. And it tries to marry it by discerning that. And then there's a third technology, which I don't think a lot of folks have really figured out how to use because honestly, I don't think the technology is of age yet, right? But it's the chat technology, Mm -hmm. chat bots Mm -hmm. and those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And they usually have a third repository of content, usually a very diminished set of content, but a small, very focused piece of content that tries to engage people. So I think the first data challenge is how do you make sure that all of the technology that you're using understands your domain, understands your knowledge about your business. Because the only way any of these technologies can help a person progress on a journey is if the technologies understand what you're about, what answers you have on your website. And so it can then present those answers when the questions are asked or identify the gaps in answers when questions are asked and nothing. So I think the first data challenge is How do you make sure that all of your content is well understood? And the fact that there are a lot of vertical kind of areas where your your technology kind of partitions your content, it makes it very difficult for the content to be found because in some use cases, you're really smart about your content and you can make it findable. And in other use cases, you're not so smart because one of the most frustrating things about chatbots is how narrow they are, right? Oh, sure. Laser focused. Well, by, by, by definition, they kind of have to be, right? Yeah, they do, um, although maybe they don't. So we have a point of view on that. But uh, but certainly the first data area is how smart are your MarTech technologies about the information on your website? And it varies greatly. Uh, it varies greatly by basically how how well they can consume the content that exists on your website. Well, and if I can add a thought to this, I mean, you talk about coming up from the B2C world and things like that. I grew up in B2C. I sold yeah. hotels specifically. I mean, yes, there's a lot of variety in hotels. Yes, there's, you know, different types of hotel rooms and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's heads and beds, right? It's feet in sheets, 
It's just not that hard to know the various types of content we're pointing people to. It's structured right. data around that. Mm -hmm. If you're a Zappos, we're pretty sure anybody who's coming to the website is looking for a pair of shoes. Like yeah. <laughs> if yeah, somebody's, yeah. Going, if somebody's going to a large enterprise B2B company, some of the things you make, you don't make. Like they're custom right. built or custom configured for every yeah. individual customer you work with. So obviously your yeah. content's going to be a little more you know, a little more nebulous around that and harder to sure. parse out what it is they're trying to get at, right? You bet. And a lot of it has to do with the content mirroring the complexity in your business. I mean, if yeah. you're a $100 million, $500 million company or bigger, you don't have one thing you sell. You don't have That's five exactly things right. that you sell. You have right. six divisions with 60 products each, right? right. And so right. it's, you know, that complexity in your content, you know, now you have to make sure that no matter what mode people are in, how they're interacting with you, searching, navigating, chatting, that that, that all that content is available to engage them. And it's all right. available in a very similar way. And that's and that is really the challenge. Right. No, that makes perfect sense. Okay. So you're talking about how you get the content that's sort of in these siloed systems and how do you get them uh, to connect not only with one another, but also with the intent of the visitor, right? So can you talk about that a little more? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these technologies, especially that second one that I'll talk about, the personalization technology. Yeah. You know, again, these kind of consumer-based models assume you know the person, right? That right. you know it's right. Tim and he's been here 14 times, you know, all that information. Yeah. And again, if you're a B2B company with more than about $100 million worth of revenue, you've probably got a fairly long um, buy cycle. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a complex, high-consideration product. Um, and so you're not, you're not selling to an individual, you're selling to a team, the, the product manager, the purchasing person, sure. the finance person, right? Yeah. And, and they're going to start doing research, you know, in the summer and yeah. you know, while they're at the beach and then when they're doing their budgeting <laughs> in October, and then when they get their budget approved in November, right. And so yeah, they're going to be yeah. coming back to you over a period of time that even if you had kind of a consumer model, uh, you know, ability to gather data about the individual and you don't, um, you know, cookies are going to expire. So they're not, yep. you know, so even yep. if you had that, the buy cycle is so long, you know, when I'm looking for, as a matter of fact, it was this morning, right? I was looking for a new sweater. You know, I went back to that website, I think three times this morning, right? Yeah, so sure, they knew sure. I was there. They knew what I was interested in, et cetera. That never happens if I'm, you know, John Deere and, and I'm, I'm a construction manager, you know, wanting to buy some huge piece of construction equipment. I'm not going to think about it in the morning and buy it in the afternoon, right? So again, well, well, and I don't want to undermine your point. I I actually agree with your point. I, but I mean, even if speaking from my my life working with people who you know are resort people are shopping for their summer vacation right now. Yes. And it will take them three months to figure out where they're going to book and all that other kind of stuff, assuming there's still availability in April. But, right. but, 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 but still the point remains, I want a pool, I want a beach, I want a room <laughs> with this kind of view. Like it's a yeah. very narrow data set of what the possible solutions to this problem is. So matching up the, the correct offering with right. the intent of the customer is actually I don't mean to malign anybody who I work with or anybody who I have worked with or anything like that because I don't want to make it out to be simple. But comparatively, it's brain dead simple because yeah, <laughs> because absolutely. the offering is still going to be a room overlooking the beach that's not that far a walk from the pool. It's just right. not that hard in in comparative terms. 
Yeah, yeah, you bet. And and so what is the B2B world kind of left with? And one of the things we've noticed in our search journey, because our point of view on really effective search is good interrogation of content, understanding of content is table stakes. Um, What really matters to deliver great search is behavioral data like looking at what happens uh, after the yeah. search. And we've talked about this ad nauseum in prior podcasts, so I won't talk yep. about it. But that behavioral data is actually very powerful in the personalization context. Mm-hmm. Um, because no matter who the person is, you can look at what they're doing and what they're looking at. And you can do some topical analysis, some contextual analysis. You can look at what they're clicking on, what pages they go to that give you actual insights that are more important than knowing this is Tim or that Tim is in the software industry, right? It's actually, you could just basically get all that information from the the behavior of the visitor. And so those behavioral models, we feel are a lot more important than any of the data models that come to us from the consumer world. And so for personalization to be really effective, we think that, and if we're, by the way, for search to be really effective, we think <laughs> looking at the behavior of visitors is actually a more important um, indicator yeah. of yeah. of what they're interested in, how they can engage them. And the great benefit is of that is that it doesn't matter whether this is their first time on their website or their fourteenth time on their website, right? Right. You're able to understand. Oh, this person is looking at this information. Other people who looked at this information also behaved in this way. Let me make some you know, machine learning predictions to try to nudge them on a journey towards a specific goal. And so that's a way that you can kind of get over um, the hump on personal data uh, and engage people who you might not have that information. With the added benefit, of course, you comply with all the privacy regulations. Of course, yeah. And with the added benefit that no matter what Google does to frustrate companies from getting data about visitors, (laughs) you don't care because you're only interested in the moment What is the behavior of the individual and what does that behavior and the context of the content they're looking at do to help inform a more personalized experience? Which then seems to suggest that would be, would we really, what would be really helpful to know at that point is, okay, I now understand something about the user. I probably need to understand something about the content, right? And it seems to me that there's some match there when we talk about, I don't know, understanding content and something else we do, which is search, right? Right. Yeah. So, and and that comes back to my first point where, you know, the, the, one of the issues about having all these kind of vertical solutions, uh, in, in, uh, into kind of cover the various use cases of a visitor, whether they're navigating, they're searching, they're chatting is that you have these content repositories that are kind of isolated and, and kind of on their own. And so by relying upon a single centralized database that solves some of those alignment problems, uh, you kind of get over that, right? So you're able to yeah, find yeah. the right content at the right moment as as people are behaving on the website uh, to, and, and able to serve them up the content that helps them progress. And so you kind of get over that. And 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 I think the the place where, and we haven't yet explored this, we're just starting, but our thesis is the place is going to have the greatest benefit is in chat because Chat bots today are, they're, just, they're very narrow. Oh, this is a chat bot that says, hi, do you want to talk to a sales rep? Or it's a chat bot <laughs> that says, hi, do you want support for this product? Or, right. hi, you know, so they're, chat bots are kind of dumb in the way that we've given them just a very particular um, task. 
And yeah. we've made them smart about that task. But if you ask a chatbot about something that we haven't made it smart about, you're going to go to a, you know, a call center. I mean, yeah. every, almost yeah. every vendor diagram yeah. you see out of a chatbot is like, oh, call center is here. <laughs> and, and of course, that's the most expensive way to respond to humans, right, is to have them on a phone. Businesses well, want to be more efficient than that. Particularly if the content already exists in one of these other data Absolutely. stores you're yeah. talking about. That seems so like... Serve it up. <laughs> right. So you've not only paid for it, you've paid for it twice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I interrupted you, but you were saying... Yeah, no, I, I think I think think I finished the thought, but you know, again, okay. these you know, fixing the content component of it, um, you know, allows you to make all of these technologies kind of equally as smart, and they're equally as smart about all your content, not just within a specific narrow domain or a place like chat or a place where the content's coded correctly, like in personalization. Oh, sure, right? yeah, yeah. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It all is as smart as your search engine, and honestly. Search technology knows everything about your website. So why not start with repository? It makes total sense. And in fact, if people want to learn more about how they can start with their search uh, engine or things <laughs> along those lines, they can check us out at solosegment.com slash searchbox, or just go to solosegment.com and do a search. We'll point you to the right information. There you, you go. There. Hopefully our well, search you know, engine works. You I'm, know. I'm yeah. saying, you know, just kind of. Uh, eat your own dog food, right? Uh, Steve, you know, so you started with this provocative statement of why MarTech is failing B2B website owners. You know, if you just sum it up quickly, why is MarTech, uh, why is MarTech failing B2B website owners? Yeah, because it's both inefficient and ineffective. Um, you know, I think we all, again, you're lying in bed <laughs> two in the morning, whether or not you're going to hit your goals, you know it's ineffective, right? You know yeah. that it could be doing more you know that your boss wants you to do, to do more. Um, and so I think the effectiveness of any of these technologies, and, and honestly, the reason the thousand flowers have bloomed over the past decade yeah. is because everybody is searching for that solution that is kind of going to solve the problem. And it's also inefficient, right? Because we've got people focused on making search smart, making personalization smart, making chatbots smart, different content repositories, manually coding content. And it's just, it's so it's horribly inefficient. I mean, I heard from another customer this morning, they were talking about, Hey, could we do this thing? And and I said, yes, you can. And you just have to let uh, our content recommendation technology do this. And they were like, yeah, our content people don't have the time to do that. I was like, no, 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 they don't have to do it. Our yeah. content recommendation technology does it automatically, right? Because it's working against your content repository in search, and it's using the data, the contextual, the behavioral data to automatically make content recommendations. So humans don't have to do it. So. So I think we know it's inefficient because we're always asking for extra people or at least always pining for extra people to kind of help us managing, manage the content and, and the technology. So, so you know, it's, it's inefficient, it's ineffective. And, you know, our point of view here that is, you know, as our product is, is taking a step forward is that, you know, as we think about it, we shouldn't be thinking about it's a search engine, it's a personalization engine, it's a chat engine. Right. You know, and you kind of think of these yep. things. How am I going to make my search engine better? How am yep. I going to personalization? Yeah. How am I going to make it? No. It's how can we deliver a technology? And we're talking about this as a conversation engine, the conversational website. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we haven't branded it because honestly, I, I don't think that's the important point. Marketers yep. will take care of that. But the, the important <laughs> point is, you know, if you're still thinking, like if you're looking out, two years and thinking, I've got to get a better search engine, I got a better personalization, I got a better chat engine, I need better engagement. I would argue you're thinking about it wrong. Yeah. There, 
there is going to be the disruption in this business over the next 12 to 24 months is going to be a convergence of those things. We hope to lead that conversion um, or at least participate aggressively in that conversion. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, uh, there's my CEO hubris, of course, coming through. But, yeah, uh, but, we, uh, but, you know, clearly that is the opportunity is yeah. to kind of stop the madness, stop the inefficiency, uh, certainly increase the effectiveness so that when we're addressing a B2B community, we're doing it in a way that makes sense for that B2B community. It embraces the fact that the data landscape's not very rich, or it's at least that is very different, right? There's a different yeah, kinds yeah. of data. There are different goals, right? So yeah. how do we help achieve those goals? And then quite frankly, there's different types of content. And so how do we make sure that we really embrace those different content models to help our marketers, you know, make their website owners more effective so that the websites stop failing uh, and that honestly, the MarTech does its job. Sounds like a perfect place to wrap up, Steve. As a reminder, as we noted a moment ago, if you're interested in learning more, please go to solosegment.com slash searchbox or solosegment.com and just do a search for whatever you happen to be looking for around how you make your website work better for you. Uh, with that, Steve, thank you so much as always. Great conversation. You bet. Thanks, Tim. Search Chat is brought to you by Solo Segment. Solo Segment focuses on site search analytics and AI-driven content discovery to improve search results, increase customer satisfaction, and unlock revenue for your company. Make your search better and learn more at solosegment.com. If you liked the show, please go ahead and subscribe to us. You can find our episodes at solosegment.com slash podcast or on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, or whatever your favorite podcatcher happens to be. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash solosegment, on Twitter using the Twitter handle at solosegment, or you can drop us an email at info at solosegment.com. Again, that's info at solosegment.com. With that, my name is Tim Peter. I hope you have a great rest of the week and we'll look forward to talking with you next time on Search Chat. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.